Hi, guys, and welcome. I'm Kat. And I'm Mike. This is HGTV Obsessed. Hello, world, and welcome back to another episode of HGTV Obsessed. The weekly podcast where we dive into all things HGTV for fans like you. I'm Mike. And I am Kat. And when we aren't watching HGTV, we make funny videos on TikTok. I feel weird saying that I make funny videos, um, but I do. I, I can't help it. About <laughs> marriage, parenting, and life. Hey, you were a little too excited for our guest today. Oh, my gosh. You were yeah, bugging are you out. you kidding me? I was... <laughs> starstruck right when i saw him but just, there's a legitimate reason right yes. so and uh, we can't wait for the fans to hear that it's ty pennington yep. like the ty pennington i have watched him on tv since middle school like he did a home renovation renovation what's the word Re- he, he, you could say he did an extreme home makeover right he go. did an extreme home makeover to someone that i knew and i still see this house every week wild it's amazing wild it's amazing. connection yeah i was so excited ty pennington the ty pennington yeah. he literally hasn't aged a day not a day or it's like fine wine i think he looks better than he did when i was in middle school he's a dime he is a dime <laughs> we were looking at old modeling photos of him and he was talking about modeling in japan i was like oh my goodness the one with seaweed yeah oh yeah so your short list high <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh, i mean again you you definitely had a pretty legitimate reason to be hyped yeah. for ty i feel like he's been a part of my life for so long and it came full circle finally talking to him like a friend you haven't seen in a while that you've been kind of obsessed with yeah that's how it felt <laughs> I mean, I remember like growing up, we would watch that every single week. We literally, our family would tune into that every week. So it's so surreal to have been interviewing him today. So. And he's such a vibe. Like, I feel weird saying that, like, super out of my, it's, he's such a vibe, but he really is. When he was on this Zoom, I was just like, infectious vibe city energy. I was like, I just want to work with him and be a designer too. Can you say the vibes were immaculate? The vibes were immaculate. <laughs> It was the vibes for me. Anyways, guys, you're going to love the episode today. We can't wait for you to hear it. Why don't we go ahead and jump in as Ty talks about his new show, Ty Breaker. For this show, he helps families decide whether to overhaul their current home or renovate a new one. And a top HGTV designer joins him in each episode to convince them to renovate a new property while Ty tries to entice them to stay in their existing home. I mean, I love seeing the options Ty and the designers come up with to solve the family's problems. And I feel like it's also relatable. And I love the idea of saving something like your home, like where you grew up in. Like I'm thinking about my childhood home Mm -hmm. and just thinking of staying in that home, but remodeling it into a space that's updated to this day and age and how we live now. It sounds so wholesome. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a marriage. Like just don't leave your person. Just try to renovate them, you know, (laughs) not try to renovate them. Let's try to renovate the marriage. Yes. Right. (laughs) I love you. Anyways, awesome episode coming up, guys. Can't wait for you to hear it. Why don't we go ahead and jump into it? And I hope you enjoy it. Let's go. Let's move that bus. bus. (laughs) Move that bus. Seriously, though. Let's go. Hi, welcome to HGTV Obsessed. We are so, I'm so happy to have you here. Michael is happy to have you too, but so I excited. am very happy to have you here. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm really happy to be here too. It's exciting. 
you know, we're excited to talk about a lot of things. Um, but first, we want to get into what's uh, most relevant, what's most important for you, I'm sure, right now. Uh, your latest show, Tiebreaker. And for those who have yet to watch, can you fill us in on what to expect? What is it about? Um, it's actually a show about mud wrestling where I mud wrestle my co-host. And it's so exciting. <laughs> no, uh, honestly, it is a competitive show only because... I'm super competitive, but really what the show is a lot of fun. It gets me back into sort of my realm, which is helping people, well, help them finally live the dream house they've always wanted. And sometimes it's in the house that is no longer the space that they thought the one they bought was going to be. And sometimes it's moving them to a whole new spot. But my, so let's face it, my forte is really like looking at where people have lived and finding a way to turn it into the dream home that they've always wanted. We all go through a lot of big changes. Families grow, they have kids. I mean, what we've gone through in the last year has sort of changed the way you look at houses too. And so it's really fun because we, unlike just surprising somebody and giving them the gift of designing a room that you came up with all yourself and be like, Hey, you had nothing before, but now you've got this. I hope you like it. They don't really have a chance to have a say in it, but this is really about them putting skin in the game and sort of uh, saying, Hey, this is what our budget is. And then working with a real client's budget to give them the most bang for their buck. And it's a lot of fun because I wanted to make sure I had a co-host who uh, let's just say is a little bit salty so that it feels more like family so that everything's not really so sugar-coated. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty like real. And the real arguments we have over design are real. And, uh, and the competitive side is absolutely real. Wow. But yeah, it's so much fun. I cannot say enough about my co-host, Allison Victoria from Windy City Rehab, Grace Mitchell from uh, Storied Life. And then of course, Sabrina Soto, who I've known forever. And it's basically like the sister I never wanted. So um <laughs> But yeah, it's a blast. It's a really fun show. I feel like you can definitely tell from what I've seen of this show that you really thrive when it's competition time. Like the best version of Ty comes out and all the creative juices start flowing. It's awesome to watch. Um, but do you have a process kind of for how you approach the pain points some of these families are facing in their homes? Well, I think I've always sort of gone with what seems to be the most important part uh, like what is the thing that needs the biggest change? And the interesting thing about tiebreaker is the reason it's called tiebreaker. Not only is it just a great name, but it's also, there's usually one thing that sways their decision about whether or not they're going to stay in the house they've been in and fix it or move on to, you know, a new place. And so that, that deciding factor, that one design element usually is the tiebreaker. And for me, like I've always found, um, I mean, let's face it, like I've done so many rooms for so many different families. And a lot of times you guys didn't even see those rooms because they were my secret project. But I always try and not only design the entire furniture that's going to be in the room, because I don't want to just put something you can find uh, on sale in somebody's house. I always try and put a lot of meaning behind it. But when you're also dealing with a client who only has so much of a budget, sometimes you yeah. have to focus on the things that they already have, but then showcase them in a way that they didn't think of, you know, in a unique way that really means a lot to them. And I think that's what the beauty of design really is, is like, how do you become really resourceful and find elements sometimes that are right in front of the people that didn't realize it was there and really shine a light on it and make it even more special because 
let's face it, the things that we hold so dear are usually pretty close to us. And we've we've held on to them for a reason. The other stuff that you don't need, you get rid of. But those key elements really can have I mean, that's what your inspiration usually is in design choices. I'm literally thinking of how I can redo my room. You guys look you look like you're pretty, pretty safe in there with that beige. But <laughs> but who knows? Maybe we'll change it over some time here. There the, you go. Yeah. Come out to Tampa. We'll do that. Um, so how much of your process is creative versus problem solving? Like when you're looking out of a room? Well, I mean, come on, let's be honest. It's kind of the same thing because uh, usually, well, I, I'll just answer it like this. I'm really good at big visual ideas, right? Okay. So I'm like, when you walk in the room, like I want to see something that jaw drops that I like, mm-hmm. I want that moment. Like, damn, look at that wall. <laughs> like, like, because I've been designing on TV for over 20 years. And so I'm used to having that like, wow factor. And, um. And it's funny because I've seen things evolve. And yes, I also love the beauty of a white space with black accents and just a little bit of natural wood. Like that's also beautiful. But I do come from that, that genre of like something really unique and something that really stands out. That could also just be a really stunning fireplace. So mm. it, it all depends. But I love that one, sometimes that one thing that you immediately go, wow, this is mind blowing. I cannot believe you, you could use that on this, you know? So I like using materials in different ways. So people are like, are those cedar shake shingles that are on our fireplace walls? Like, well, yes, they are. So it's, <laughs> it's those kind of moments, you know, but, um, yeah. but at the same time, spatially, I think problem solving is what it's what a designer usually is best at because it's like, how do we, how do we change the space that we have and really, really make it work? Right. And usually it's, it's like, I don't want to lose the closet space because that's all we have, but how do we get a bigger bathroom, even though there is no more room. And a lot of those challenges you saw, uh, you see on tiebreaker quite a bit. Uh, sometimes I was even planning on going up in a house because there was no way to go out. Uh, so you and designers, you know, you guys on the show, you make great cases to the homeowners for moving, or renovating are you typically an advocate for renovating what you already have then i think i've always been that way here's why i i don't think i'm one of these people that like if you chose a house for a reason Mm -hmm. right and then i think now parents are like do i really want to uproot my kids they've already joined a soccer team i i think it's not only familiar but sometimes in an area when someone's thriving especially in school the last sure. thing you want to do especially with an adhd child is, is sort of pull them out when they're doing well so i'm usually an advocate for just changing what you have but that being said there's a lot of houses out there that are so old they have these really tiny rooms and everybody wants that the gigantic everything room that's got your kitchen and your dining room and your living room all in one. <laughs> and uh, let's just say walls and roof structures weren't designed for that uh, to do it later. But the crazy part is, is like on tiebreaker, we found a way to do that. So it's harder. It's a little bit expensive, but I think you can change anything that you're in. And what I loved about that is when you've lived in something so long, people have a really tough time envisioning what it could be because they've only seen it one way, Mm. but that's the beauty of having a designer or somebody who comes in and has never seen the space before because they can immediately like, Oh no, yeah, that's got to go over here. That needs to like, and that is just not working. And I love that because to watch somebody come back into a space that they've already known as one thing and then see them completely flipped out and not even know where they are. (laughs) And they're like, you're standing in your house, you know, uh, that's amazing to me because 
we can always sort of find something new. And I'm a big fan of change. I really am. Like yeah. my parents moved me to new schools just to make sure my grades would actually go up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I'm usually a stickler for like, let's make it work. It's worked for you this way. There's a reason why, especially if you see like little height numbers where the kids have grown and all that, you don't want to uproot them. So yeah, I think there's always a way to make it work. And I try and find that, that plan. I feel like that's like a great outlook for life even. You know what I mean? Like, well, we've all had to make it work quite a bit this year, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So you got to work with, like you said prior, you got to work with Allison Victoria, Sabrina Soto, Grace Mitchell. Yeah. And how competitive does it get between you and the designers? And is there like someone specifically that you work really well with? Just give us the scoop. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, they're going to listen. They're going to listen to this. Oh, oh, trust me. Like, they're, it's so interesting how competitive. Like, I mean, I have a brother, right? So I grew up playing sports with my brother and we were always competing. Uh, I mean, to this day, sibling rivalry never goes away. I mean, it was like one of those things where we had one picture frame and like my brother and I would have these like high school photos, you know, whatever. Those are the only ones we would get because school took them. And it, my mom would switch them out on the fireplace, depending on who was like the good kid that month. Trust me, it was never me. Whoa. So like, I never got to be on the man until I made a name for myself. And I'm like, oh, look who's on the man on that. <laughs> so uh, competitiveness is all, it's like in, in vain in my blood. But um, what I love about these co-hosts is they're all not only really talented, they're not afraid to voice their opinion. And they will tell me like, that idea sucks. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> There's so many other ways you could have worded it, but I like the way you just came right out and said, you're not happy with that idea. And honestly, that's the way I like it. Like I like real banter. Like I don't want to be like, yeah, that could work or this. I think what I love about the ghost is they know what they like. They know what works. And sometimes even they have a tough time sort of accepting somebody else's idea. But what I've learned through this show is we all start out super competitive but but in the end, we sort of end up working together and sort of get a hybrid, uh, if you will, of both our ideas. And the rooms, I think, are better because of that. And I think sometimes all of us need somebody else to sort of say, look, your style is cool and that works for that. But these people are really going to love this, you know, and so it's great that you you work with other people. I just think you're going to you find the better you when you compromise. And I can't believe I just said that. (laughs) That was good. It's on record. (laughs) Are there are there any other HGTV designers on your wish list that you want to work with in the future? Just curious. I mean, look, I'd love to work with so many people. What's fun is I got to work with a lot of the talent on Rock the Block because I'm hosting it this year. And the amount of talent that is on that show is incredible. And so, I mean, it's just interesting. You like, so just working with different people and seeing how they, how they work and how they uh, problem solve and what their passion is for detail. It's awesome because you get to, to see that process, how people have a different way of going about things and, and, uh, and how some people get stressed, some people don't get stressed. And how sometimes being stressed ends up creating the best works of art. And so yeah. I would work for everybody. I hope I work with everybody. I literally want to work with everybody. <laughs> but yeah, there's some really good talent out there. I mean, let's face it, Leanne Ford is incredibly uh, talented. So just watching her and her brother do their thing too. I'm just like, wow, now that's a good budget. But yeah, <laughs> there's just a lot of talent. I've worked with uh, 
Tiffany Brooks, who's also on Rock the Block. It's just a blast too, because he's super creative and, and we've been working together on that. So yeah. I'm like, I'm spreading my wings and sort of like working on a bunch of different projects with other designers already. So hopefully we'll continue that. So circling back to Rock the Block specifically, yeah. and, and for those who will be listening to this, you know, this is where eight of HGTV's best home renovation and design experts pair up and completely transform identical three-story suburban properties, which is really cool. Uh, what was it like filming this show with so much talent on set? Like, I, I'm I, when I think about it, I'm almost imagining in the sports world where, like, you get these super teams of, like, you know, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, what is that like? I mean, it, it is definitely, without a doubt, a dream team of designers. And I, I hate to say this because everybody is going to hate me for even saying this. But I witnessed it, and this is the first time they've ever doubled up, and they've they've actually had teams. Uh, last year's uh, Rock the Block, there was you know single designers, right? But because of that dualness, because of that team spirit, um, it's almost like the competitiveness has been doubled. It's been amplified, <laughs> and I mean, I've seen some of the greatest go down without a win in one competition one week, and see them just absolutely wrecked, and wonder like are we as good as we thought we were? Like, I don't understand. Like it's amazing to see the mental fatigue at the same time, the surprise design that you just would not expect uh, and being blown away. And let's face it. I've seen a lot of good design in my day, but this is some of the best I've ever seen. And everything from, the designs of the exteriors to the interiors are flawless. And it is a roller coaster of emotion. It really, I mean, it's, mm. I'm going to say that this is probably no slight on the previous contestants or any of that or, or, or the other show. This is just a whole new animal. Like I have, I don't know if this is the biggest rock the block show I've ever seen. And you're going to, you're going to see so many promos and so many commercials for this because they know they've got a juggernaut. Like the show is so good. They sent another crew to start shooting the behind the scenes of this show because they realize there's no way to squeeze all of it in. Like that's how good it is. Yeah. That's incredible. I love that. <laughs> um, so we do, we obviously have to talk about extreme makeover. Um, so okay. Yes. Yes. Is this where you can fit your story in? Stop. You weren't supposed to say it. I was just supposed to stop it. There. We have to have an emotion. We have to have an emotional moment first. Then we'll get to that. Right. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. So um, you were the host for 10 seasons. You led a group of eight designers and you guys renovated a home for deserving families in need. And I don't know if you remember this. When I was in middle school, I had a friend. She lived by an airport and one of the planes crashed into her house. Oh, in Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. Tampa, Florida. Yeah. 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 And I did. And I did the uh, Florida Gators bedroom for the kid. Yes. Yes. That was her friend in middle school. And you did such a beautiful job. I remember. And for her room, you did like a mirror with like show lights, um, like a vanity thing. Yeah. It was beautiful. And I drive by that house like every week. And I always think of you when I drive by. It still stands still so beautiful. And oh, my God. Awesome. You know, what's crazy is I. I never forget a show. I, I, don't, I don't even forget not only the family story, but I, I also don't forget exactly what I designed in each room that I've done. And I remember like getting to Tampa and going, wait a minute. Like, so a plane crashed into this house. I was like, 
how much jet fuel did we have to clean up? So one of the things that had to happen before we even built that house, we had to not only take away the old house, but we had to take like six to eight feet of dirt out and then bring new dirt in because, because let's face it, it was so toxic because, you know, a plane crash. And so, so like literally from the ground up, that was a whole new house. But I, one of the funnest things that happened all that, Joe, so every time we would do demo in the house, it was one of those things where we had to come up with a funny or creative way to do demo. And like in the beginning, you know, in the beginning we would have excavators pulling like cables, dragging it down. One point we had like ATVs and big, big foot trucks like running over the house. But I said, okay, producers, what is it going to be this week? And they're like, Oh, you're going to love this week. I'm like, am I? I was like, uh, and uh, sure enough, I turn around and I'm like, so I'm, I'm like holding the camera to the family. It's like, guys, and guess who's going to help us tear down your house? And I look back and I'm like, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm like, <laughs> and everyone's thinking, oh, the football team. And I'm like, no, a bunch of pirates that have been up drinking for three days. And I'm like, this is going to go well. Um, but it was, it was so much fun. It was so awesome. And I remember too, like doing one of the rooms for uh, the family members, I think it was the boy because he loved the Florida Gators. And so I did like this camo uh, wallpaper that was sort of created that have little gators in it. And then I created this metal bed. Anyway, I remember everything about everything, which is crazy. And so you were like, you were friends with a girl. That's amazing. What a connection. I just, you lifted everyone's spirits. I remember like when it happened, we were just like, it was just horrible. But then you just, your energy and you flipped it around. It just, it still stands. I just wanted you to know that it's been like over 10 years. You know, the incredible thing about extreme makeover home edition is, you know, it's interesting, right? Because we really did change so many lives, but you know, we say that term so incredibly lightly, like, Oh, you changed our lives. But the credible part is, is we build a house in seven days. Like, by the way, no one's ever been able to do that on any any show after that, including the reboot. Uh, it's just impossible. I don't even know how we did wow. it. Um, but I think what's really amazing about what we did is, is like, look, just giving somebody a, a new home doesn't change their life. But sometimes when you've been through something really horrible, like a death or fighting something as horrible as cancer, just being able to turn the page and giving somebody a new start is mm. so huge. It's so important. And a home can really do that. It can give you a new beginning, a new start. And, uh, and so I just love how our show inspired so many people across America to start volunteering and doing other projects like building ramps uh -huh. for veterans and all the above. So yeah. Um, it's it's one of those shows that I think will live on as one of the greatest ever to be, you know, on a TV screen. What, so what was your role in the in the reboot and how does it feel to be helping families again? Oh, it was awesome. It was interesting because, I mean, when I first heard the news, like they were like bringing it back. Of course, I was like, yes, you know, um, <laughs> but then I was like, wow, is it going to be the same show? You know, and so I was curious because I want to just make sure that the integrity of the show stays the same because it's sort of like who I am and, and, and all the right. above. But I met with the people that were doing it and, uh, and they're the same people who also, as you know, they brought back Queer Eye, but they brought a whole new cast in and it really worked, you know? And so mm -hmm. I think that's what they were trying with the reboot as well. And so I was like, oh my God, wow. So like none of the originals are going to be there. I was like, okay. But then I realized it's such a great show. It doesn't matter who's hosting it because like, to be honest with you, 
that wonderful feeling you get from helping deserving families, it shouldn't just be one group of people that get to experience it. They really should let others. And so I was stoked to just be part of it and, and just to try and get that show to do well again, because look, that's one of those shows that you want to stay on the air because so many people are going to benefit from, you know, having volunteers show up and so many military vets that, that don't even have homes that come back from battling. And so just any of that good vibe, good humans doing good things. I'll always say yes to. I just, I think you're so right. That show is super, super timeless and will be forever that. So when you were saying that you built the home in seven days, um, I heard you wrote your book, Life to the Extreme, How a Chaotic Kid Became America's Favorite Carpenter in Seven (laughs) Days. And this book is about your journey as a kid with uh, too much energy, quote unquote. Yeah. And how you how you eventually were diagnosed with ADHD in college. And you've been super open about living with ADHD. And we were wondering if you had any advice for others who might be struggling with it. Oh, my God. I have so many parents that come to me and be like, uh, I just want to say thank you for just, you know, sort of letting everyone know that you've got ADHD. Like, uh, we have uh, a child with ADHD and it's just quite a challenge. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, my mom knows how you feel. Uh, (laughs) um, but I, I think in all honesty, like one of the biggest challenges you have with ADHD is like, to be honest with you, there's a lot of different forms of ADHD. And sometimes when people are seeking attention or they're distracted, like I would be a class clown and I was just doing that so that everybody else was distracted, which means nobody would be getting ahead of me and learning. It was what I was doing. I was keeping everybody behind while I entertained them so that I could catch up on my studying. But the truth of it is, is nothing was sinking in because you know what it's like when you read like a chapter in a book and you're like, I don't remember a word of what I just read. I'm like, that's, yeah, yeah. that's ADHD in a nutshell every single day. But it's yeah. it, what ADHD really is, is this. It's trying to recite the alphabet backwards while playing ping pong. And so we get, and try that sometime. It's like, cause you're juggling all these different things in your mind and you can't actually get one task done, but it was a challenge. And, and I guess for me, uh, the fact that I've been doing carpentry and building things for over, you know, 40 years, and I still have all my phalanges and my digits means, Oh my God, the kid that my parents used to like, he's mowing the lawn uh, because they thought I would cut my foot off. Like I was like, (laughs) the biggest challenge with ADC is lack of confidence because you're so used to failing that you start believing that you will always fail. But Mm. sometimes all it takes is one person seeing that you are talented. And for me, it was an art instructor and a graphic design uh, partner that said like, do you realize how talented you are? And I was like, no, but you seem to think I am. And then once somebody sees that and then like can convince you that you are talented, just like that, I believed in myself. And, um, and next thing I know, I'm leading, you know, hundreds of people toward a house to demolish it, which is a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you look at it. That's so great, man. I love that. So we need to we need to love and lean into our ADHD children is what you're saying. right? Well, sometimes they just need like a little time out. And yeah. um, my mom would just make me run around the house like like 10 times until I was out of breath. And then she's like, you could do one more. <laughs> My little brother has severe ADHD. And he's brilliant. He's so brilliant. And what you said is so true. Like when you make them shift how they see themselves, he's so talented and amazing, but lacks that confidence. confidence. And when 
someone believes in him, he really lives up to that. Oh my and gosh. It, I think it's a game changer for anybody. I just absolutely love it when you believe in someone. It makes them want to live up to that. And when they yeah, and when they finally see it for themselves, that look in themselves like, oh, my God, I am talented. I am good at something, you know, yeah. and like that's the thing is like and like that there's just so much pressure on everybody these days. So so what are you going to do? So after college, what is your plan? Like, it's like I was going to just like maybe take some pictures on Instagram, you know, and see where that leads. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> So I read uh, that, you know, you were raised in Atlanta, right? And you ended up getting your bachelor's in graphic design from Art Institute of Atlanta, which is I, awesome. I went to a couple of schools, but they still don't know I went there. But that's a different story. <laughs> um, so and I read that so you paid for your classes by doing landscaping uh, and carpentry, right? Well, and painting and painting houses. Yeah, uh, I, I did all of my first job was landscaping, which I started from the hardest and the hottest and then worked my way up till I learned just about everything. You worked your way into the house, into the yeah, inside to the AC. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you take your hands on skills from doing that and, and apply that into, you know, for your passion for design into the entertainment industry? I'm going to try and shorten this as quickly as I can. Here's what I did. I went through every door of opportunity that was presented to me. So Mm. I I went to uh, graphic design school while I was working on houses. I got my degree. I ended up working in graphic design. And then somebody saw me skateboarding on the street and uh, handed me this card and said, I think I can make you some money. And I do. I was like, doing what? And they're like taking pictures. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I don't do that. And uh, so I was like, this could lead down a really bad road. So then I went to this agency, uh, this guy worked at or whatever. I walked in. And then there's this Japanese guy who started pointing at me and laughing. And I was like, what is his problem? And uh, and the lady was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, this guy said I should come here. I was trying to make some money to pay for college. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, look, I don't know what to tell you. Like, do you have any pictures of yourself? I'm like, no. And they're like, are you aware of the fact that you have a rat tail hanging off the back of your head? I'm like, I do. And uh, so you can tell what, what year that was. So then this guy says, you should come to Japan. I was like, really? What would I do? And he's like, take pictures. And I like, I was like, why? He goes to make money. And I go, when do we leave? And um, so, um, so I went over there not knowing anything. Here's my point. Just by going on like to a completely different culture in the middle of like, I was working at graphic design and I already knew what I wanted to be. I was a graphic designer, but after sitting at a desk every day for like six months, I realized, so this is it. I'll be at a desk for the rest of my life. So I took this opportunity to go do something I'd never done. I was exposed to this crazy culture. But while I was over there, I learned how to be comfortable on camera. I went back. I came back to Atlanta. I moved to New York and I ended up landed six commercials on going to auditions. And the reason I was getting hired is I kept asking the people, why do you guys keep hiring me? What is it about me? And they're like, well, you make the other people look really good. I go, What? I was like, honestly, like you see how they light up when you walk in. I was like, Uh. oh, my God. They're like, you make them feel comfortable. And I was like, oh, my God. So it's not even about me. I'm just here to make them look good. And it goes, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So then I realized that I maybe my gift is making other people comfortable on camera. So I, I, I wouldn't have figured all these different backgrounds would would lead to anything until I went on an audition for training spaces and they were looking for a carpenter who knew what he was doing. And so once I got on camera, I just started sort of producing my own segments and just being me. And somebody uh, really close to me, a friend of mine said, how did you get a job being you? And I go, I guess I was qualified. And um, so that was sort of the beginning of, uh, you know, my journey on television. 
That's so, that's inspiring. It is. You, I am so inspired. I'm like hyped up right now, but it makes a lot of sense because you have been a part of countless home improvement shows, um, huge teams, and now you have your own show. And how does that feel? Like, it's like so cool. No, it's, it's honestly, it's great. Like I just love, I love creating. And what I mean is like, yes, I love creating art. I love creating rooms. I love creating, uh, to be honest with you, I love creating television. Like I love creating good television. That's not only informative where you can learn how to do something, but also that you just have a natural fun ability to communicate with human beings. Um, and I also love giving the gift of, of sort of ideas and inspiration to people. And that's what tiebreaker is all about, but I'm also super competitive and I love to watch my, my co-hosts. Not only do I love to watch them lose and realize they, somebody went with my plan, but I also love to watch them realize maybe I had a good idea because usually they're like, that's a horrible idea. And I'm like, is it? And honestly, like, it's just so much fun. And it's also really cool, to be honest with you. Like, I don't know of any other show where the, like, the host name is in the title. And I'm like, wow, you guys really are letting me get away with that? Thank you. That's a, that's, that's a win. So, uh, so, no, it's a lot of fun. I can't wait for you guys to see it. Now it's time for a special segment, okay? So this is Defend the Trend, okay? So basically, we're going to give you a design trend, and you give us your thoughts. You let us know if you're for it. If you're against it, okay? So Kat's going to give it to you here, and you let us know. All right. So in the first episode of Tiebreaker, you helped a young homeowner level up her current home after buying it five years prior, and you created a stunning mural in her home that really it brought a lot of color and life into the space. And I feel like I'm seeing this mural trend everywhere now. And we want to know what you have to say. Should we start bringing the murals indoors? <laughs> okay. So the answer, in my opinion, is yes, with a dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Sometimes a room just needs something. It needs something to, to give a little weight, to give a little base to put a bed against the wall. A white wall just isn't enough sometimes in a bedroom to say, wow, this is fancy. What I mean is, if you don't have in the budget to put gold or silver leaf like pressed against the wall to make like this wall like really stunning, if you don't have like a way to really like add some definition and some oomph and you don't have the money to spend thousands of dollars on European wallpaper, a quick fix is to sort of draw something on the wall. Now. That being said, you said in color, but if you look closely at the mural I did, it's actually sort of just two-tone. It's it's like grays and it's darker versions of gray. So it's almost black and white, but there's something so soft and relaxing about just using one color. It's almost like doing an artistic sketch of something on a wall that looks like it's just a big piece of paper. So I'm a fan always of people trying to do something because here's the thing it's just paint if you want to paint over it and start over right so yes i think we should try it i think everybody should (laughs) so yes okay there you (laughs) have it um so ty thank you so much for joining us on the show um before you go can you tell us where we can watch tiebreaker and where we can find you on social media Okay, so I am the Ty Pennington on Instagram uh, and Facebook. Tiebreaker is on HGTV uh, Mondays at nine o'clock. And then I'm also going to be hosting 
uh, Rock the Block, which I believe premieres March 8th. But look for me, I'm going to be on a couple of shows on HGTV. Like, I'm, I'm their new stepchild. They're like, let's get you on everything. Um, but, like, do watch Tiebreaker. It's so good. If you, if you get a chance, watch them back to back, because then you can really see the competition and the, uh, let's just say, the competitive spirit in full mode. So, um, but no, it's a great show. Please watch. And thanks for having me. Wow, I love, love talking to Ty. Yeah, it was such a good interview. Really, we got along so well with him. Honestly, if I was looking at homes and they had this stunning mural, I love it when the seller, I mean, I haven't even bought my first home. I don't know why I'm speaking like I know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah. But I do love it when they put their own taste on it because I feel like I can visualize myself living there since my design level isn't really all there yet when ty was talking about the murals i literally started thinking about having a, a kobe bryant mural in this room to be honest that would uh, be cool yeah or a michael jordan like the the classic mj dunk yeah right the i, I think that would go really can i do that yeah it's your no room. i'm serious can i do that yes oh cool i'm seriously saying hey yes. everyone on the podcast you heard it here first i just got approval you can't go back on that I don't care. This is your <laughs> office. You do whatever you want here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so if I did a mural, it would probably be... I would do Michael and just paint abs on there. Wow. I just got thrown heavy under the bus. I'm not coming back from that one. There's no regain here. <laughs> you remember Michael actually asked me once, like, do you think I could ever like get abs? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you just have to stop eating the way you do. He's like, that would work? And I'm like, yeah. He's like... I guess we'll never know that. <laughs> Listen, Chipotle and Chick-fil-A, it's just too good. I, I'm too deep in that rabbit hole. This is how Michael does. I'm going to stop eating sugar for a month. And then day two, it's like, does this ice cream have sugar if it's made with real fruit? I and pretend I, that I don't know. And yeah, then I, I really it. had no idea that the peanut butter <laughs> jelly had sugar. It's fine. Wait, peanut butter has sugar in it? <laughs> Anyways. I think you know what time it is. What time is it? I'm starting to sit a little taller and <clears throat> get my vocal cords ready to go. I feel your vocal cords resonating in the room. <laughs> I f- they're there. They're ready. I was waiting for you to notice. Yeah. <laughs> it is time for HGTV to the rescue. All right, everybody. Here, 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 here we go. It's HGTV to the rescue. Boom, 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 boom. So it's time for one of our favorite segments we take your burning questions and get legit hgtv stars and experts to answer them this week we've got a really great question from natalie for steve and leanne ford hi steve and leanne we live in a teeny tiny house in a great area that has really bloomed in popularity and property value over the years we have had two kids since buying and are starting to burst at the seams what we can't decide is whether to try and add on to this tiny house on a tiny lot so we can stay in our great neighborhood or whether we should move further away so we can afford more space. What are your thoughts? Whoa. We say bunk beds (laughs) and paint those bunk beds white. (laughs) They will be timeless bunk beds. Those bunk beds will last all for the rest of your life, kids. It's funny. Your kids are never moving out. (laughs) Honestly, this is, we are the wrong people to ask this question to because we are not real estate people. We are design people. And so design wise, quality of life, 
I say stay and make your place work. If you already love it, you love the charm, you love the neighborhood. Um, I think, you know, make it work or add to it and stay there and relax. I agree with Leanne. We're not the financial, uh, no, we're the worst. And real estate people, but we do, you know, I think we're smart, Leanne. My opinion we're not is the, money you already got pay. the house that you like. Unless there's something better out there that you want to get, stay put. Make the best of it. Don't give up and move to the suburbs unless you want to move to the suburbs. Not to mention, if you bought a place and the real estate value went up, that's exactly what you probably were hoping for to begin with. Oh, that's a great answer. Very wise of you. I mean, I see all my friends dealing with this now, and it's always about a school district. <laughs> Look how offended Maddie says that. It's all about the school district. It really is. Yeah, Steve, it actually really is. <laughs> well, we moved into a great school district, and she can't even go to school for like five years. <laughs> We're like, this is probably a good move, even though she's not going to be going to school. Now would be a great time to live on like a beach in Mexico and not worry about a school district. Because most kids are homeschooling now. Leanne, you better hire someone to homeschool your child. I'm smart. SMRT smart. That was smart. You took out a letter and saved some time. <laughs> we wanted to thank you guys for joining us on HGTV Obsessed. Yeah. And wish you good luck on your new show. I really loved it. Very nostalgic. Thank you guys. Thank, thank you guys. Fun. Wow, that was a good response. I'm so glad we're not stuck in our tiny little bachelor pad, 600 square feet. With our floor mattress. That floor mattress was so great, though, sometimes, you know? It was good while it lasted, right? <laughs> Your sister actually sent me a video of us dancing in that room, and I am walking out of the bathroom. I'm very big and pregnant. <laughs> And my pants don't button. And all you see is me with like a hair turban coming out with like my pants unbuttoned and my belly out being like, do I look okay? And, so, and that's why we need a, we needed a bigger space. That's why we needed a bigger that's space. That's not why. That's not why we had a baby. That's why we needed a bigger space. True, true, true. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I, I still am floored. Like I cannot believe we just interviewed Ty Pennington and I didn't even get emotional. I did in the beginning a little bit before we started, but I kept it together. Um, so if you want to know more about Ty and his show, head on over to HGTV.com slash podcast to check out the show notes. And don't forget to tune into the tiebreaker finale Monday, March 1st at 9, 8 central on HGTV. And keep an eye out for Rock the Block. It premieres March 8th on HGTV and Discovery+. Plus. Yeah, and big thanks to our friend Stephen Leanne Ford for answering today's HGTV to the Rescue question. If you want to ask HGTV stars your own question, hit us up on the HGTV Instagram account. Just look for our post on Thursdays. And as usual, if you like what you're listening to, please head over to Apple Podcasts to rate and review HGTV Obsessed. I love reading your reviews. I love reading what you guys have to say, all the feedback you give. Do not forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And head over to HGTV.com slash podcast for the show notes on today's episode. Lastly, if you want even more of us, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Mike and Cat. See you next Thursday. Bye, guys. I mean, some of your content is really empowering. Like a TikTok Oprah. Oh, my God. Tell me that every day, please. You said okra? That wasn't funny. I love you, though. I know. I heard you. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> you're like okra. <laughs> 
healthy but disgusting. 